What's up everybody and welcome back to the Family Second Program. We are so excited that you are here. We are here at another week, the week before Thanksgiving. That's right. And we're going to have a great time today. So listen up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And we are going to get into some stuff about our children. If you listened to us last week, we talked about parents and children. Well, this week, we're going to be talking about raising those leaders that you have, those little chillins that are running around your floors, you know, just uh, crayoning all over the the uh, the walls and everything, you know, they're going to be leaders one day. They're going to grow up. Yes, they are. They might be already growing up uh, before your very eyes. So you need to listen today. It's going to be great. It's going to be exciting here on the Family Second Program. Everybody, buckle your seatbelts in. That's right, especially if you're driving right now. Please buckle yourself into the car, please. Okay, but if you're just listening at your home or just chilling at the student center or wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Uh, at Starbucks, you know, just listen up, write some notes down if you have need to. If you have your Bibles, we're going to open up to the Word of God and learn what He has for us today about raising up leaders. Now, you might think, I don't have any children, so I can just turn this thing off. No, please don't turn it off, because you might need this one day if you have uh, people that you're mentoring, uh, people that you're lifting up, because we should have those people that we are striving to become better, all right, that we are witnessing to or we are mentoring in this life. This is for you, too. So please listen up. Listen to the whole program. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great, but especially you parents today, you are raising leaders. So please listen up. But First of all, I want to thank everybody for listening, coming back this week. Uh, we make sure you share because, you know, sharing is caring. We want to share this podcast with everybody we know so they learn uh, some great values of parenting, some great things that the Bible says of why uh, God created family and why we are here on this earth because we are here for a purpose. And I think a lot of us have forgotten that. A lot of us uh, have, you know, gone by the wayside and just are striving just to get by. That's all we are, 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 are doing. We're surviving and we need to stop that. So stop in the name of love. Okay. You need to stop it right now. Stop surviving and stop trying to get by. Stop being mediocre today and strive to do your best in everything you do so you can reach your full potential in Christ because God has so much for you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Share it with somebody because sharing is caring. Share it with the world. We have friends in, uh, in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, in Campinas, Brazil, that are listening. Thank you so much for listening out there. We have people in California and here in San Antonio. We have people uh, throughout uh, the country listening. We thank you so much for listening wherever you are. Give a shout out right now, wherever you are, shout it out, San Antonio, yes, I'm, I actually am in San Antonio, but wherever you are, uh, we thank you for listening, because you know what, you matter, everybody there is listening matters, even those that aren't listening matters, that's right, everybody matters, God created you for a purpose, he created you in his image, and he wants you to strive to, not just to survive, but to go beyond Go beyond what he has given you today. So we are learning so much from his word about why he created us, why he created the family. Because togetherness, you know what, is something special. Unity is special, especially in the body of Christ. If we are doing things together, then we are winning the battles against Satan. Because he is there to just try to destroy us, and try to hinder our ways, and try to and just try to beat us down. And we don't need that. We need to lift each other up and pick each other up off the ground and strive for more. 
Don't forget to visit our website, uh, as it is on construction, but it has some great things on there. It has the podcast. It has some partnering. Uh, if you want to partner with us, sign up on the partner page, just your email address, and we can send you the e-newsletter, uh, just the things like that. We want to know. We want to hear your stories, some of your stories out there. We have some great stories I'm going to tell you today, uh, so listen up to that. So just uh, email us and uh, talk to us. We'd love to hear uh, some of the things going on in your life. We want to pray with you, believe with you if you're going through some struggles, so please Please do that. We'd love to hear from you. And also, uh, just to tell you a little bit about us, my wife and I, uh, just we're just praying for our next ministry opportunity. So pray with us, believe with us. Uh, my desire is to speak uh, publicly and and to take this message out for Family Second, out to the uh, this country and out to the world. So just pray for that. Uh, also, just praying for the next ministry opportunities. As you know, I've been in ministry for over 20 years now. And as I'm in transition, I didn't want to sit idle and just wait for the next uh, church to call me up and become one of their pastors. So God called me to do this podcast to start it, and because uh, I don't want to sit idle, we we are still volunteering at the church we go to now. As we're in transition, I'm teaching children's ministry in children's ministry. My wife is in women's ministry and doing some great things. Even our children are volunteering in the church. So uh, so just pray with us for our next opportunity that we have that God has for us, or the purpose He has for us in this life. And I will continue preaching His word and speaking forth uh, wisdom from His word about families and why. He created the family and how we can reach our full potential in family. Because, you know, I believe vision is vital. Vision is so vital. And not just to uh, businesses, not just to the church, but to families. So dads out there, mothers out there, vision is vital. The Bible says that where there's no vision, the people perish. Guess what? If you don't have vision in your family, then your family is going to perish. Go by the wayside. And, you know, the devil is there ready to attack and to hinder everything that you go through. And guess what? If you don't have that vision, he's going to conquer you. So we don't want that. We want God to raise up a standard against the, against the devil. And that standard is through his word and learning what it has for each family member out there. Sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, grandparents, cousins, uncles, aunts. That's right. Everything out there, God has something for you. So vision is vital. So Because you know, if families want to see growth, if they want to see growth spiritually, if they want to see growth financially, Hallelujah. If they want to see uh, them grow in togetherness and, and also in peace and love and joy, then we need to be raising leaders. That's right. We need to be raising leaders. There's a scripture in the Bible, and you know what? It comes from 1 Chronicles 7, 40. And this is the story of Asher. And you know what? I got four principles today, four principles, four parenting principles, actually, that we can learn from the life of Asher and one verse, just one verse. That's it. Four Four parenting principles came out of one verse. Yes, it did. Okay, so we're going to learn those four today. So I need you to listen up. I need you to strap in, buckle up, get your pen, get your paper. You know what? You can listen to this over and over again if you want to, if you really want to hear my voice. Uh, yes, hallelujah. And we are going to learn these principles. The Bible says in First Chronicles 740 that all these were children of Asher, heads of their father's house, choice men, mighty men of valor, chief leaders. And they were recorded by genealogies among the army fit for battle. And their number was 26,000. 
Now, the scriptures before this went through the lineage and, and the line and the genealogies of Asher. And of course, you know, Asher is one of the 12 uh, sons of Jacob. And you know, Asher in his young years made some some mistakes. You know, he was one of the brothers that actually threw Joseph into uh, the hole and, and made some mistakes there. But we can learn here from First Chronicles that, you know, he as he got older and as he learned and as uh, his father blessed him, he got some more wisdom into raising his kids. And actually he had uh, uh, f- had some sons and he also had a daughter. And you know, the scriptures are not keen in, in putting women in the Bible, but you know what? Right here, if you read the scripture, they put the daughter of Asher in there, which means she was raised with these sons um, to be leaders. So we can learn from the life of Asher how to raise leader, not leaders. And I got four principles that we can learn from this one scripture and how to raise leaders. So here we go. Number one. Everybody say number one. Number one. Number one. That's right. Number one. He raised his children to be leaders. <laughs> That's the easy one right there, right? That's what we're learning about raising leaders. Okay. But he did. He actually raised his children to be leaders. You know, the Bible says that Asher's sons were the heads of their father's house. Right there on the in the first line. They were heads of their father's house. You know, they weren't just hanging at hanging around the house. You know, they weren't just sitting, eating their, eating his food and playing video games and, and taking up space. According to First Chronicles 7, 40, nah, I'm sorry, 40, okay, uh, some of you aren't where I'm from, but 740, that's right. These men grew up to fulfill a leadership role. You know, as a leader, Asher and his son set the tone. They set the direction for their home and future generations. That's right. We not we don't need to think just think about uh, who we have here right now. Um, we need to think about those future generations that are to come, our, our grandkids and our great-grandkids. Are we setting the tone of who is going to come in the future? You know, one of the worst things that can happen to a family is to have parents who do not adequately fulfill their leadership role or their leadership roles, okay? Because we have leadership roles, parents, and, and you know, the, the worst thing to happen is to have a, a family, to ha- in a family, to have parents that do not fulfill their leadership roles. You know, they want to be called parents without the commitment of parenting. I, talk, I talked a little bit about that last week, and when I talked about Horton and sitting on the egg, you know, they don't want the responsibility, so they, they kind of give it to somebody else in life, either a teacher or a youth pastor or, or a children's pastor, but it's up to us as parents to grab that leadership role that God's given us and do the best that we can in everything God has handed to us. That's right. He has handed those things to us, and all we have to do is grab it. Just grab it. That's right. Hit somebody next to you and say, grab it. That's right. You have to grab it. You have to grab things God gives to you, okay? And because he's he he has it right there for you. So remember, men, that's right. Come on, men. The headship is not a title, okay? But it is a responsibility. You know, in order to claim the title men or man, a leader must also own the responsibility that goes along with it. If you want that title, you know, you want that title of man, you have to own the responsibility that goes along with that title. So remember that headship is not a title, but is a responsibility. God has given you men uh, the responsibility of taking care of that family. And he's going to ask you one day when you were in heaven, where is your family? 
That's going to be awesome. I can't wait. All right. Anyway, that's just me. I know some of you are thinking, oh, gosh, I'm so scared. But you know what? You don't have to be scared if you get if you decide today to, to raise your family in all the things of God and what God has for you and your family together. That's right. Together. Boom. That's right. Together. I'm sorry that I sang to you. I hope you didn't turn me off. Oh, anyway. All right. So number two. Let me go back to number one. Number one says he raised his children to be leaders. So number two is Asher raised his children to excel in all things. This is so important in the world today because I think we get so worn out uh, with just surviving just the things of this world, uh, being so busy uh, and just doing everything we have to do. We're just worn out. I'm telling you. And we're popping our vitamins. We're, we're drinking our, our greens and, uh, we're, you know, we're just trying to get some more energy because we are doing so much. But you know what? We need to raise our children to excel in all things. You know, the Bible says that they were choice men. That's right. Choice men. Just right after it says they were heads of their house, how, father's house, it, it says they were choice men. You know, that means, that means they grew up to become top of the line in all that they did. They grew up to become top of the line of all that they did, people. You know, being a choice, being of choice, that word choice means that they had great ethical character and they accepted the responsibilities. Are we raising our children to accept those responsibilities? When they, something goes wrong or they make a mistake or uh, make a mistake, or are we teaching them to own up to that responsibility, that mistake that they made? So choice means, are you raising choice women, choice men in your house so they have great ethical character and they accept the responsibility? No, they. the Bible says they held high standards that wouldn't allow them to settle for mediocre. You know what this means, parents? That parents of these children clearly expressed expectations, you know, coupled with consistent follow-through. And that right there, guess what that produces? responsible kids. That's right. So let me read that again. Let me say that again, uh, that these parents of these kids, which we need to be like, okay, clearly expressed their expectations of their children, coupled with a consistent follow through. Okay. So, you know, every day reminding them what they needed to do, follow, follow through what, what needs to happen today, you know, following through and everything they taught their kids. And that right there, what does that produce? responsible kids. I want to produce produce responsible kids. I want to produce great kids. So I need to have that follow through as a father. As a mother, you need to have that follow through. You know, sometimes we just teach them once and whoo, I got that over with. But we have to have everyday follow through if we want to raise responsible children. You know, these children, children, you know, they were not just trying to make it and get by. Rather, you know, Asher and his wife raised them in a spirit of excellence and integrity. Now, even though Asher didn't have a perfect track record, as we can read in Genesis, and uh, he's, but you know what? He sought to be better uh, on his own and his own character while steering his children to a higher plane than he had experienced. You know, our desire should, is that our children should be better than us. You know what? As they become adults in the years to come, our desire is to say, is to say man, be a better man than me. You know, or be a better woman than me. You know, I made mistakes. I've struggled and, and I've fallen, but I've gotten back up. Use my example, but become better. Become better than me. And that should be 
our desire. So number one, he raised his children to be leaders. Number two, Asher raised his children to excel in all things. Number three, Asher raised warriors. That's right, warriors, men of valor. The Bible says. Now, in First Chronicles 7.40, it says he raised mighty men of valor. You know, this describes individuals that are brave, that are courageous, and, you know, and willing to risk themselves for others or for the betterment of the whole. You know, they're not just out there saying, you know, it's all about me. You know, I'm, I'm going to do this and sneak and do this, uh, to, you know, just so I can have the money or I can, you know, become, become the fame, the star, but they're risking uh, themselves to, for the betterment of the family, the betterment of the community, the betterment of the world. You know, that's what God is looking for. He's looking for those people that will say, you know what, no matter what happens, I want this city to become better. I don't need the fame. I don't need the money, but I know God's going to bless me through it if I put other people first. So these men, they were brave and women, there's one daughter there, were brave and courageous and willing to risk themselves for others and for the betterment of the whole. You know, valor, the word valor means boldness. And we need Christians that are bold out there. You know, a person of valor is willing to take a stand when a stand needs to be taken. You know, Asher raised children who grew up into adults of conviction. Are you raising your children to be adults of conviction or people of conviction that have a conviction out there? Are you raising those children? You know, to raise leaders, we must instill in them a heart of valor. A spirit that will stay strong despite the challenges and enemies that might fa- that, that they might face on any given day. So I challenge you, number three, to raise warriors, to raise men or women of valor, okay, that will stand strong despite the challenges and the enemies that might they might face on any given day. And then number four, Asher raised children who would serve others. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, because you know what, sometimes I need help, and I'm glad there are people out there that are serving the community, serving the church, and they can speak into my life. And I know there are people out there that are speaking into your life. I hope I'm speaking into your life too, and I hope I'm serving those out there. But you know what, he raised his children to be to be servants, to serve others. They became mentors. The Bible said we read that they were heads of princess, princes. They were, I can't even, I can never say that right. So they were, they were heads of those, uh, those young men that were becoming kings. So a healthy home is not an isolated home. It is a home where family members are encouraged to get involved in local activities as well as service opportunities in the community and beyond. So are you raising your children to think not just beyond the home, but beyond the community and beyond what the world, how they can serve others in the world? You know, Asher's children not only did one through three, but they did number four. They took care of their country. That's right. And you know, as we pass this election, that we need some help in this country. And that's why I'm here on the podcast teaching about family, because I believe the family has, the unit has deteriorated and we don't know what family's for anymore, but God has created family for a purpose that when we come together, when we show the world that as we come together, we show God. We show three in one, the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. We show the picture of who God is when we come together as family. And remember, family is a microcosm of what the church should look like. So Asher raised leaders who understood the stability and advancement of the kingdom began with them. 
weaving through their families into congregations and communities and ultimately impacting their nation. You know, unfortunately, today, many parents have lost sight of the long-term impact their children will one day make. So guess what? We should start now. Think about the impact your kids can make. You know, my dad used to tell me all the time when I went got into, when I went to Bible college, you know, son, in that, uh, that strong voice, son, I see you preaching in front of millions. And you know, you know, sometimes we just roll our eyes and go, yeah, okay, whatever, dad. But you know what? You know what? My dad saw that in me. And he encouraged me in that. And I'm asking, are you encouraging your kids in everything they do? As you see uh, what they do in life, are they excelling? And you know, uh, sometimes we, we have those children that are just good at everything. They're good at sports. They're good at grades. They make straight A's. But sometimes we have those children that, you know, that are just average, that, you know, are, are out there and they're trying their best. But, uh, you know, they don't make the, the, the A on a roll all the time or they don't uh, make the starting cut in their sport. But they're trying, and we need to encourage all those kids, no matter what stage of life they're in, and no matter what they're going through, we have to encourage them to go forward and do their best, to serve others, to excel in everything, and, and teach them what Asher taught his children. So remember these four things, and let me go over them one more time. Number one, Asher raised his children to be leaders. Number two, Asher raised his children to excel in all things. And number three, Asher raised warriors, men of valor. And then number four, Asher raised children who would serve others. So we need to do that today. Remember, as we equip you through the word of God, these four things, write them down, write them on your heart, write them in your journal. Remember every day to pray that God gives you strength to teach your kids these things in life. And as we go through our encounter part, remember, uh, as part of this program, we I want to empower you. And how do I do that? Well, I, I give you an encounter with the Holy Spirit. It's in power through an encounter. And we want the Holy Spirit to bless your life. And if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, today is your day. And you know what? With that comes the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is that person that will come into your life and comfort you and give you power and give you what you need in this life every day as you walk with God. And if you're struggling, he's there to pick you up again. Well, there's a story that I read and it's called Don't Hope, Friend, Decide. And uh, this is by a man named Michael Hargrove. And he wrote this story. And I wanted to challenge you through the story as we go through our encounter and before we pray. So just listen up as I read this. He said, while waiting to pick up my friend at the airport in Portland, Oregon, I had one of those life-changing experiences that you hear other people talk about. You know, the kind that sneaks up on you unexpectedly. Well, this one occurred a mere two feet away from me. Now, straining to locate my friend among the passengers, deplaning through the jetway, I noticed a man coming toward me carrying two light bags. He stopped right next to me to greet his family. First, he motioned to his youngest son, you know, maybe six years old. He laid down his bags. He, they gave each other a long and movingly loving hug. As they separated enough to look in each other's face, I heard the father say, It's so good to see you, son. I missed you so much. His son smiled somewhat shyly, diverted his eyes, and replied softly, Me too, Dad. Then the man stood up, gazed in the eyes of his oldest son, you know, maybe nine. And while, he, and while cupping his son's, hands, his son's face in his hands, he said, You're already quite the young man. I love you very much, Zach. They two hugged, a, loving, uh, a most loving, tender hug. 
His son said nothing. No reply was necessary. While this was happening, a baby girl, perhaps one or one and a half, was squirming excitedly in her mother's arms, never once taking her little eyes off the wonderful sight of her returning father. The man said, Hi, baby girl. As he gently took the child from her mother, he quickly kissed her face all over and then held her close to his chest while rocking her from side to side. The little girl instantly relaxed and simply laid her head on his shoulder and remained motionless in total pure contentment. After several moments, he handed his daughter to his oldest son and declared, I've saved the best for last, and proceeded to give his wife the longest, most passionate kiss I've ever, ever remember seeing. He gazed into her eyes for several seconds and then quietly said, I love you so much. They stared into each other's eyes, beaming big smiles at one another while holding both hands. For an instant, they, remi they reminded me of newlyweds, but I knew by the age of their kids that they couldn't be. I puzzled about it for a moment, then realized how totally engrossed I was in the wonderful display of unconditional love, not more than an arm's length away from me. I suddenly felt uncomfortable, as if I were invading something sacred, but was amazed to hear my own voice nervously ask, Wow, how long have you been two been married? Been together 14 years total, married 12 of those, he replied, without breaking his gaze from his loving wife's face. Well then, how long have you been away? I asked. The man finally looked at me, still beaming his joyous smile, and told me, Two whole days. Two days? I was stunned. I was certain by the intensity of the greeting I just witnessed that he'd been gone for at least several weeks, if not months, and I know my expression betrayed me. So I said almost offhandedly, hoping to end my intrusion with some semblance of grace and to get back to searching for my friend. I hope my marriage is still that passionate after 12 years. The man suddenly stopped smiling. He looked me straight in the eyes and with an intensity that burned right into my soul. He told me something that left me a different person. He told me, don't hope, friend, decide. Then he flashed me his wonderful smile again, shook my hand and said, God bless. With that, he and his family turned and energetically strolled away together. I was still watching that special man and his ex exceptional family walk just out of sight when my friend came up to me and asked, what you looking at? Without hesitation and with a curious sense of certainty, I replied, my future. You know, today I want to pray with you that this be your future, that you decide today, even if you have grown kids, that you decide today that you're going to be a better, better, a better parent, that you're going to raise leaders by your example and how you speak and how you talk. And if you don't have any kids or your wife is pregnant or uh, you're a single dad or single mom and with no help at all, that you're going to determine today and decide today that I'm going to change and I want to speak into the lives of my children and raise them right. Just like Asher did, even though he made mistakes, he made many mistakes in his younger years. He, he grew in wisdom and through that he raised his children to be better than him. 
And that's what we need to do today. So, Lord, I just pray today for every mom and every dad, every uh, single mom and single dad, every everyone out there that is hoping to become a parent one day or be a mentor to boys or girls. And, ha- and I just pray that you teach them uh, what Asher learned and how to raise godly and uh, children and raise leaders in this world, God, to raise people that will serve others. God, to raise uh, their children to excel in everything they do, to raise warriors and children of valor, men of valor and women of valor that will take your word forth, no matter what the world says, and no matter if their friends make fun of them, no matter what, that they will stand for a purpose, the purpose you have given them in this life. So, Lord, we just pray for your Holy Spirit to come upon the people listening right now. They receive your word. They receive your power today to go forth, or they don't have to uh, do it on their own, but they can do it through the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. That's right. Amen. Thank you so much for receiving that today. The Holy Spirit is there for you, so receive it today. Well, we are in our Activate section of the podcast, and these are three things I want you to do today. Three, that's right, three, the number three. That's right, Jesus rose on the third day. That's right, and uh, some other things happened on the third day, so (laughs) I won't go through them all. Okay, but number one, one question I want you to ask yourself, which one of these principles uh, do you need to work on the most? And I want you to work on that one this week. Work on that the one the most. Is it is it raising warriors, teaching your uh, young men and women to be uh, um, warriors and, and men and women of valor? Is it is it just raising leaders, the number one, you know, just raising those leaders? Or is it that number two, uh, teaching them to excel in everything, not just tr- just getting by, but excelling? Because we don't, I don't want your kids to just take up space, take up space in your house, watching TV all the time or, or playing video, video games. They need to be out there uh, doing the things uh, of the Lord for a purpose and uh, knowing what that purpose is. And you need to teach them that. So I challenge you to take that one principle you need to work on and work on it this week. Number two, this holiday season, I challenge you to find a ministry or charity uh, to serve as a family. You know, this this next coming week, my family is going out uh, to serve uh, our church. It's a large church, and they have uh, serve opportunities on a particular Saturday in November. And uh, we're going with thousands and thousands and thousands of people to go serve our city. So I challenge you to find if it's in you, if you don't have a church home, uh, find a charity in your city to go serve. I'm sure they have one. Uh, please find it yourself or ask somebody in your church or in your community. Hey, where's somewhere I can serve? Bring your family along with it, with you and show your family, you know, how what it means to serve by your example. And then number three is decide. That's right. Through that story, I hope you got uh, the purpose of that story is to decide to go above and beyond just getting by. You have to decide today. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening today. Don't forget to go to our website, familysecond.org. Check us out there. Uh, we have the podcast and we have some uh, uh, partner opportunities. And also we want to hear your story and hear the things that God is doing in your life. Uh, I challenge you to pray about giving to this awesome ministry. Our next step in um, this ministry is to become a full-fledged 501c3 nonprofit. So all your giving will be tax deductible. So please pray about giving toward that. All we need is $1,000 to get that started. Uh, so just pray about doing that. We want 
want to thank everybody for listening. We love you so much. That's right. So very much. We love everybody out there. We want to challenge you to do your best in everything you do. We want to challenge you to do your best in everything God has for you. So don't forget, this has been a P. Shells Diva Divine Fort Shells production. And we will see you next week. Thanksgiving. That's right. Be thankful for everything. This is the Family Second Program.